This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Cheers now, one more time. on to the show. Nailed it. That's a bingo. Ah, that it is. Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo. How fun. Episode 46 is in full effect, ladies and gentlemen. This is Short Story Bingo. My name is Nate Chacon III. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. What I do on this podcast is I'm a glorified narrator to stories um, that you might not have ever heard. It's like audible, uh, sort of. Uh, what, what I have a special guest today. His name is Jazz. Jazz, introduce yourself real quick, sir. As he mentioned, my name is Jazz. It is nice to be here with you guys. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, depending on where you're at. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, homeboy. Thank you so much for being on. This is a usually let go on Friday, so it's a podcast Friday for the, these folks that are preparing their weekend. Good. You should, be, <laughs> you, you should be jamming this podcast, laughing your ass off. Drinking a whole bunch and getting ready for the weekend as as it should be. Or getting ready for work. Either way, man. Yeah, that's, or work. Whatever. Nah, just don't go to work. No, fuck, fuck it, yeah. Uh, he also hosts his own podcast, uh, the Below the Flow podcast. That's B-E-L-O-F-L-O. And uh, we can uh, pump B- that a lot more after the... B-E-L-O-V-F-L-O. Don't forget the V. Oh, V. That's right, <laughs> yeah. Be below, below Flow. Below the Flow. <laughs> below the Flow, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, episode 46. Episode 45, though, was in the books that I did with uh, Honey herself. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. I was just looking at some of the numbers. Again, and on the 25th of August, the we got eight over 800 hits on the for the podcast across all the platforms. So big ups to all of you guys. You guys are wonderful. It's uh, been a pleasure to continue what we're doing here. I'm not going to start inputting any sort of other ads beyond Clean Cut Barbershop uh, until after episode 50. Uh, that's just because you know I don't want to clutter it up but uh i do have some sponsors knocking on the door that want to see what they can do for my lovely audience and give them some hookups on some websites and so on and so forth with that being said we have the random twitter follower shout out and today jazz hit him with what what uh, people should be following all right so uh, to, to check out below the flow Twitter, Instagram is at B E L O the F L O. Check out us on check us check out us check us out on iTunes, <laughs> Google Google Play Music podcast, everywhere you can get podcasts. But uh, but yeah, Twitter, Instagram, B E L O the F L O. I was also on your guys's podcast. I think it was episode eleven. We did we uh, reviewed the Logic album. You sure were, man. It was. That was can I just say that was such a such a fun time, and I'm, I'm glad that glad that I can return the favor and get up here, and hopefully we can do a lot more with that. But yes, we reviewed Logic's album, and it was it was a that was a really insightful, uh, really insightful time. We had it ups, we had time. downs, and it was dope. Check yeah, it out. It good. Yeah, I'm gonna include the link in the description, so please check that out along with all of their episodes uh, to uh, get you know familiarize with what the with the content that they're putting out um today though i'm gonna leave you guys with this 
we are going to go back into the serial killer realm because uh, Jazz said that he just recently visited a serial killer museum. Uh, what was that again? What was that? Yes, the serial killer museum in New Orleans. Okay. And and can I just first off start by saying New Orleans is one crazy motherfucker place, man. Right. Oh my good lord, that place is nuts. But yeah, they got that serial killer museum there. Just a you know a, a stone's throw away from Bourbon Street. Check that spot out and and man, it's crazy. So once that came up, I had to say yeah, let's do serial killer. So that's what we did today, and that's what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna leave the name out until uh, just to kind of leave some suspense. So um, oh yeah, the the top downloaded countries: U.S., U.K., and Canada. Top downloaded states: Utah, Maryland, and Virginia. Big up to y'all. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Episode 46. Short story. Bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. Alfredo Galan used to be a peacekeeper who helped other people. However, something changed in his life and he became the complete opposite of his former self. He would pick a victim at random, shoot them straight in the head, and leave a playing card next to the corpse. As opposed to crooked. <laughs> causing him to gain the moniker, dun, 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 the playing card card killer okay first and foremost the joker fucking take it easy all right what the <laughs> fuck are you doing he had man? one of those long ass magnums yeah desert just shut the f- like Ugh, i leave you the eight of hearts <laughs> that's it, i feel like that's a little random but also unnecessary to leave a playing card especially well i don't know anything about this cat yet i'm just you know you guys know how i do i'm just fucking speaking on what i just read and if there is a rhyme to this reason in the sense of like son of sam and how uh he created these um lengthy notes with uh, cut out letters from uh, magazines and uh, journalistic articles, uh, then I might get it. But if it's just <laughs> him fucking leaving, I mean, he said, it says right here, he would pick a victim at random, shoot them straight in the head and leave a playing card next to the corpse. There's not much left to be fucking. I look- think my obvious question is sure. I mean, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Which card? Is it, uh, yeah, is it the right. same card? Right. Well, I'm thinking, you know, is it, what, Suicide King? Is it the, the uh, one of the One-Eyed Jacks? Is it, right. Is it one of the Queens? What is it? Mm. Hmm. Is he a, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, his early life. Alfredo Galan, and uh, Galan is spelled G A. L-A-N. Um, you know what? Let me pull up a picture of Alfredo Galan. Do you already have a picture up of him? I do. What does he look like? That's the first. Th- he kind of looks unsuspecting. Yeah. 
kind of looks like a regular guy. I mean, he looks like he did something he, on him. He should probably be wearing a soccer jersey. Let's just let's just say that. I mean, he. I mean, he looks, looks like a piece of shit. Right. I was going to say, he definitely looks like, and I say this all the time when I do these serial killer episodes, is like when you see the guy, like I would see this guy if I saw him at like, you know, Arby's, I'd be like, okay, he's a foreman somewhere. But because <laughs> I know that he's a serial killer, yes. I'm like, he's a creep. Right. Exactly. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like if you, like guys that you yeah. work with even, you're like, oh no. Tim's cool, and then you find out that Tim, uh, you know, has been doing whatever. I'll just I'll spare specifics on cruel fucking things. But you, you're giving me some ideas because I do work with a Tim, and he has lived all over the world. He he did live in Italy. He lived in Colombia. I'm Holy just saying. Shit. But, but um, yes, Alfredo is spelled how it's, how it sounds, but uh, Galan is uh, G-A-L-L-A-N. And there's a ton. You know what? I'm actually going to, now that I see that there are a couple of YouTube videos on here, I'm going to include some of those also within the, well, one. Um, you can do your own research beyond that uh, within the description. So cool. The Foreman. Yeah. Alfredo the Foreman. Alfredo the Foreman. Okay, so Alfredo Galan, born on April 5th, 1978, in Ciudad Real, Spain. In school, there was no trace or indication to suggest he would be a serial killer in the future. He was a normal boy, but at the age of 10, his mother died. Traumatic event. His mother's death impacted Galan greatly. Galan became an introverted child. His father worked long hours and didn't have the time for him. He didn't speak a lot. He was socially isolated by his classmates, and he had problems communicating and expressing himself. Fucking introverts. Well, okay. Also, Serial killers every time. They, they all, I mean, they can turn out to be fucking neuroscientists also. <laughs> I mean, I was an introvert. Were you? Um, No. I, I was, was a class clown, so I was a lot. I was very extra extrovert you were definitely the class clown all the time yeah yeah all the time yeah um but i've found in my later years to be more introvert mostly like after the age of 25 i would say i've become more of an introvert i think it's that's what comes like with people like burning you a lot or some shit i don't know all right yeah i don't know it may be because i was even thinking about that a little bit today about how um i don't really fucking uh maybe it's just at work maybe it's just a work thing but i don't like really let people in too much but like once you get to know me like i'm the loudest cat in the room oh yeah You've met me before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay, so... But it goes to say, though, that this cat wasn't... Uh, oh, shit. I just read a little bit into the next paragraph. <laughs> Fuck. His uh, mommy died. Um, okay, so in high school, however... Oh, God. Galan found Fucking a way... clown, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, oh, Galan found a way to gain attention that he wasn't able to receive at home. 
he became the class clown. Oh <laughs> shit! Something Galan used to gain. Uh, something Galan used to gain some self esteem. He also eventually became the class president. Damn. Okay. Wow. Like, yeah. It, that that threw me off a little bit. Right. That, uh, that sounds like a little bit uh, psychopathic. Uh, I mean, uh, sociopathic. Okay. He sounds. Yeah. He sounds like. Sounds like we have the making of a sociopath here. What's the name of that cat uh, that killed G- uh, Versace? Oh no! I don't. Do you know. know who I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, I know the guy the- who killed Versace. I'm gonna look up this cat. Guy who killed. It's um, Andrew Cunanan. And already, yeah, they, they just dropped a, a FX. Was it a- was it a movie or a documentary? Recently it was a docu series. Docu series, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It was on FX. But that kind of remi- uh, reminds me of Andrew Cunanan. Um, because I was going to say this that Andrew, uh, I mean, clearly this cat wasn't, um, you know, killing animals. Uh-huh. You know how they say that, like, if you're killing fucking yeah. your house cat when you're seven, right? That's uh, enough concern. For parties involved to be like, definitely. I let's mean, take Derek to fucking therapy, <laughs> bro. And Derek fucking shot my dog. Well, let's. He's definitely gonna need to go to therapy. Fucking twice. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my dog lived. made it. He made, made it. Made yeah, it. made three it legs. Him. But okay. In September 1998, he uh, joined the compulsory. Compuls, yeah, come on. He joined the compulsory army service in Spain. He became a paratrooper, brigade corporal, and was sent to Bosnia as part of a peacekeeping force. He was there to perform humanitarian work by helping people who suffered in the Balkan War. Okay. I mean, Bosnia was a crazy place. It really was. In 1998, there was Jesus. a lot of Bosnian refugee, uh, refugees that came to Salt Lake City. Yes, there were. Mm-hmm. We were friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, in Bosnia, Galan witnessed many different kinds of yeah. suffering. He saw civilians killed by snipers, hunger, and poverty. To his disappointment, he wasn't allowed to join the troops. However, wait, what? He became a ch- paratrooper brigade corporal and was sent to Bosnia. Oh, as part of a peacekeeping force. So I guess he wanted to maybe... Of, okay, yeah, yeah. He wanted to... It wasn't combat. Right. Okay, so to his disappointment, he wasn't allowed to join the troops. But he still saw all kinds of uh, horrible acts, obviously. Acts, yeah, exactly. However, during uh, the course of his service in Bosnia, he became obsessed with guns, figure that, and managed to obtain a Tokarev uh, gun, a weapon not readily found in Spain. Tokarev is T O K. A R E V. I want to see what kind of gun this is. Sounds Russian. It definitely doesn't sound anything else. That's cool if you're looking up. I'm not a Russian you. Uh oh, <laughs> so it's a TT pistol. It's a peep it's a pistol. Uh TT thirty three Tokarev pistol. It's a Russian semi automatic pistol. Damn. Okay. okay. It's definitely Russian. Right. Uh, although he wasn't allowed to use guns due to the nature of his assignment, he felt a certain kind of power when he possessed one because he was in the fucking peacekeeping force. So like, yeah, man, um, <laughs> I don't know. Keep the TT-30 back at the fucking barracks, maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, bro, can I, can I get another helping of uh, gravy here? 
It's just that I like my go and <laughs> it's I like my titi turdy. I like my titi turdy. Yeah, we get it, Alfredo. You can drop the accents in this. Bro, you, you speak perfect English. Bro. I know. In <laughs> this skit, we all speak English, so you can stop <laughs> speaking the accent. But I like my uh, titi turdy. Uh, where it went wrong. Okay, so his work abroad made Galan feel more fulfilled. But in 2003, he was sent to Galatia, together with the rest of his contingent. They were tasked with cleaning up the coastline that had been polluted by an oil spill from a tanker. Galan, who was already disappointed with being sent home, was extremely unhappy to be doing environmental cleanup work, something that he didn't find as as, uh, significant as his work in Bosnia. I mean, you know, that's a glass half full attitude. I feel like there's a lot of people that would appreciate you helping the environment out, man. Uh, He had a number of arguments with his superiors and he stole one of their cars. There's a lot to unpack with that. I feel like. Yeah, that's that's a completely like that's where the story turned for sure. Right. Galan was. But also don't steal my car. Yeah. Right. Uh, Galan was eventually taken to a hospital where he was diagnosed as suffering from neurosis and extreme anxiety. In an attempt to improve his condition, condition, excuse me, he was prescribed a number of medications. However, as Galan was an alcoholic, the medications didn't perform as oh. expected. Okay, there, there, there's there's a lot more going on with this right. guy at this point. Like, he's stealing cars. He's an alcoholic. Right. He, he's he's such an alcoholic that he's not interested in pills. Like, what? he's a peacekeeper. Owns a TT30. He loves TTs. He loves TT. He loves TTs. I love my TT. And doesn't find being environmentally sound as uh, invigorating. I'm pretty sure my class president is pretty interested in the environment. I'm just, you know. Right. All right. A little out of character. His arguments with his superior. Okay, so we're going to maybe dive a little bit more into this. All right. His arguments with his superiors and his mental state were used as grounds for his dismissal from the army. Okay, that's fine. Soon after, he gained employment as a security guard working at the Madrid airport. Um, also, what? In his. I would feel like in his paperwork, as far as like in the. Like for. Still in a car? DD your two, superior's car? Well, yeah, exactly. So your DD-214 two, uh, is, is the um, discharge paperwork for, you know, uh, the United States Armed Forces. Yeah. I would imagine in the paperwork for the Armed Forces in uh, Spain, is it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, that Wouldn't they say, wouldn't there be like, he was... Discharged because of like altercations or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. Yeah, let's make him lifted. a security guard at the <laughs> airport. That makes the perfect sense, ma'am. Not. Nah, yeah, bring your bag. Bring all your bags. Uh huh. Yeah, we're gonna check it out. I got my TT thirty here. Alfred, Alfredo. We told you not to bring your pistol. No, God damn I know. It. I know. I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Ma'am, if you can just turn around. Claudia, no, I know your name. He puts the pistol on the counter. Claudia? Yes? 
I'm I'm gonna need you to put your bags up here. But I don't have no bags. I don't give a fuck. Up. Just put your shit up on the. Camera. I only have my dog. <laughs> well, I'm known for shooting dogs, bitch. So, <gasps> yes, Derek. Derek no. knows. Bananale <laughs> Pedro. Uh, okay, so he becomes a fucking security guard at the airport. All right. Here's some of his crimes that compiled up. While employed at the local airport, Galan's mental, uh, mental state worsened. All the mistreatments and misfortunes played on his mind. It was during this, uh, it was during this time that he started formulating a plan to kill random people as some sort of revenge on the society who had, air quotes, wronged him. His first murder, Juan Francisco Ledesma. On the night of January 24th, 2003, Galan decided to make his first kill. He spotted a 50-year-old janitor. Oh, man. Named Juan Francisco Ledesma, working at a hotel located near the airport. Galan followed Ledesma into the building and led him to a rather isolated place and then shot him in the head. Huh. I don't... That's so fucking dumb to me. That's like, pretty anticlimactic. I mean, hey, janitor. Yeah, like half baked. Anybody? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and crickets. Uh, I think that him like killing someone random and to the degree of like a guy just making his living as a janitor, yeah. and you know, janitorial specialist. I don't know, right? You know, um, gallant. See, so like. The way that this is worded, Galan followed Ledesma into the building and then led him to a rather isolated, uh, isolated place and then shot him in the head. So at some point, they had to, uh, you know, engage in some sort of conver- conversation. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, pop over here, hey, bro. I got to show you this, you, right? You this TT thirty four. Dog, have you seen TT thirty four? These TTs, these, these TTs are fucking uh, uh, stupid. And okay, so witnesses claimed." That the offender did not look suspicious at all. He was wearing sunglasses and a uniform as he entered the hotel. At this time, the police could not know they had a serial killer in their midst. Wait. So the so witnesses claimed that um, Galan wasn't. You know, he didn't seem suspicious. He was there at the scene of the crime. Police are investigating. He just seems like he's like, hey. I was class president. No, 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 no. The witnesses that thought that they saw the two together mm. said that Galan didn't seem suspicious and like his interaction with Ledesma didn't seem suspicious okay. because he was wearing sunglasses and a uniform <laughs> as he entered the hotel. Also, I, it's got to be the daytime, right? Right. It's or I mean, I wear my sunglasses. I mean, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Put my logs on. Your what? I wear my logs as part of my uh my podcast and Is it your podcast it, etiquette? It is. Yes. They're not here. Where are they? Oh, he found them. Good. Thank God. Don't worry about it. He got it. Okay. So it may it may not have been uh daytime, but 
I don't know. Unsuspicious. It, it, they said that. I okay. mean, shit. If, if I'm wearing my sunglasses and it's past 5 p.m. and I get approached after a murder occurred, if I was in the scenes and they accused me of it, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. I was wearing my sunglasses, so. Right. <laughs> Any uniform, no and, less. Yeah, okay. Not specific on the uniform, P.S., but a uniform nonetheless. Next victim was the airport cleaner. Okay. Clearly something against janitorial workers. Yeah. Juan Carlos Martin Estacio, who worked in the same place as Galan, the airport. In the early morning of February 5th, 2003. So hold on. So he took seven. He took 10 days off. Wow. Yeah, 10 days between killings. He's like, bro, nobody nobody suspects me. January has 31 days, right? Yep. Okay, so... 30 t- has no... Well, I don't know that, right? So divided by four... So yeah, so 10 days, yeah. In the early morning of February 5th, 2003, Estacio was waiting at the bus stop on his way, on his bro, way home. Yeah. God damn it. I know, I know. He's just trying to work I know, a fucking dude. low-end job. He's Yo. taking the bus. He's probably got kids, man. Yo, this, I'm just trying to get home. Fucking Galan. This, it gets better. But by better, I mean worse. Right. Estacio was familiar with Galan. And Galan's presence did not arouse any suspicion or his... Anyway. However, Galan... Oh. However, Galan took out a pistol and shot Estacio straight in the head. Galan then left the card, Ace of Cups, a Spanish version of the card, the Ace of Hearts, at the crime scene. I gotta get my hand on some of these Spanish cards. Hold up, yo, let's look at a Spanish Ace of Cups. Look up Ace of Cups real quick. Ace of Cups. Ace of Cups is a card used in Latin-suited playing cards. It is the ace from the suit of cups. Okay. So, Ace of Cups. Okay, so he left the Ace of Cups. And there's a... Okay, there's a lot of uh, tarot card. Ah, okay. There we go. So, he left the Ace of Cups. Okay. I mean, my my respect for the card got got elevated a little bit when I saw this. All right, all right. Look up Ace Ace of Cups, by the way. Okay, so uh, Galan left the card, Ace of Cups, a Spanish version of the card, the Ace of Hearts at the crime scene. The police said, oh, you know what? Is there a meaning? There has to be a meaning for the Ace of Cups. What's the meaning for the Ace of Cups? There it goes. Ace of Cups tarot card meetings. Uh, upright is love, compassion, creativity, overwhelming emotion, reversed... Mm-hmm. Blocked or repressed emotions. Okay. And hatred of service workers. Hatred of service workers. That's deep, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to go too much further into it. You can definitely look it up. But uh, Okay, so the police didn't have any leads on the cards. Okay. The police didn't have any... <laughs> <laughs> this dude goes around wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Happens he, to be at every, every crime scene. But he left the... The Ace of Coast. He left it here. Anastasio. He's got a he's got a deck of cards and it's two Ace of Cups missing. I'm missing my Ace of Coast. 
why are you why are you missing your ace of cups why like again in this hypothetical scenario that we're doing in this skit we're all speak english uh-huh but i'm missing my ace of cups but okay. he's missing the ace of cups he misses okay why is everyone still doing accents <laughs> Okay, so the police didn't have any leads on the cards, and it was the media who gave it importance. Of course, they need something to write. They wanted to figure out what the playing card meant and sensationalized the crime by suggesting a, psych- a psychopath was leaving his signature at the site of his murders. murders. Uh, so to figure out what the playing card meant, just go to your fucking local... Uh, tarot card reader, right? I mean, I suppose... I mean, 2003, the internet was kind of run. Oh, man. In Spain, I'm pretty sure you can just go down to the Are you just going to the library still? Local plaza. Yeah. There's all kinds of tarot card readers in the plaza. Just, like, chilling. I will show you what your ASO cost me. Galan read and watched the news diligently, and he liked the idea of leaving his signature on his murders. So I wonder if maybe this was, like, purely coincidence that he accidentally dropped his ace of cups. No. No. No, it wasn't. No. It says here that he left the card. He left the card, but did he intend it? In absolutely, just reading, yeah. Galan read and watched the news diligent, yeah, uh, diligently. That's what I'm saying. He left it, but then afterwards, he saw the response. He's like, Oh, shit, these motherfuckers like that. Oh, like they, uh, I'm gonna keep doing this shit. Yeah, it says right here, he liked the idea yeah. of leaving his signature. So, yeah, he clearly fucking uh, got his rocks off on that. And from like, th- you know, my own readings and uh, plenty of you know, true crime ducks that uh, I've watched or whatever. Um, cats like to fucking, you know, see where they came at, basically. And uh, yep. And also, like, arsonists have the same tendency when they come back to a burning house or yep, burning anything. Revisit, of course. Yeah, to see what, you know, they did. Um, Okay, uh, so this, according to psychologists, made Galan feel important and made him regain his purpose in life to make his name known. Oh, so it goes back to his whole that my mom died when I was 10 and then my dad didn't fucking really fucking appreciate me. And then when I went out to be a peacekeeper in Bosnia, that they didn't even appreciate me so much and that I wanted to join the army, but they would have let me fucking join on the army. But I got me a TT-30 and so I'm going to fucking show them. Fredo, put down the TT-30. Okay, I'll put that on TT-30 for now and to I become a security guard at the fucking airport. So that's what this. Okay, yeah. I got you. And by the way, fuck service workers. God. All right. So here goes the next one. I swear to God, if this next this next victim is a is a maid, I'm gonna be I'm gonna just hate this motherfucker. A, a maid. Oh it's, my god. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. Jesus. Not, okay, but I it's, hope it's two a people. Banker. It's two people. Uh. Okay. So on the same day. February 5th, Galan went to a bar near his home. So after he kills Estacio, he's like, you know what? Need a drink. There he saw 17-year-old Mikel Jimenez Sanchez, the son of the owner of the bar, and Juana Dolores Ucles Lopez, a waitress at the establishment. 
not public service worker, uh, service worker, but that's a service worker. It's a service worker. He shot Lopez directly in the eye and the woman, so the waitress, and the woman instantly died. He then shot Mikel Sanchez in the head. He then left the Two of Cups card behind. So what's the Two of Cups? Let's look at the Two of Cups. Let's look at so the he two. started with the Ace. Right. The ace and of Cups. The two. I, I wonder if he's just going through his deck right now and he's like, <laughs> he's like bro, got no more Aces. Uh, okay, so let's just look at the meanings. Oh, Oh my god! After seeing this and knowing that he got a guy and a girl, I'm I'm kind of respecting the creativity aspect of okay. it. I like it. So upright keyword meanings for this tarot card is unified love, partnership, attraction, and relationships. Reversed is breakup, imbalance in a relationship, and lack of harmony. How does that even? But that doesn't apply here. Well, I mean, the, the only thing that I see is the guy and the girl, and these the two cups, they're holding cups, and they're facing each other. Maybe. He's at a bar, you know. Okay. They got so cups. there's cups. There's a guy and a girl. And the the meaning behind it is a lot of relationship-filled. Either if it's up, it's good. If it's bad, it's tumultuous. Okay. I got you. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see what the number three looks like. Right. Uh, okay. Mikel Sanchez's mother was also shot multiple times, but she survived. So that's oh whoa yeah yeah. So uh, okay, so he shot Lopez, the waitress in the eye. She died, and then shot Mikel Sanchez or Jimenez, Jimenez Sanchez, the seventeen-year-old in the head. He died, and then he left the two of cups card behind on you know where they were at. Oh, I see what you're saying. As far as the creativity with them. Okay, so because there's two of them. Yeah. Okay. My bad. I didn't connect that. Okay, and then Mikel Sanchez, uh, Mikel Sanchez's mother, excuse me, the 17-year-old's mother, was also shot multiple times, but she survived. Okay. Naturally, the bar was crowded, and there were a lot of eyewitnesses. What? This was in the middle of a crowd? Yo. Okay. What? Yeah, dude. That's like some American fucking gangster shit. Um, who gave a rough... A, a rough? A rough description of the killer, but all were vague and inconclusive. <laughs> what are you talking about? Crowded? There were a lot? Eyewitnesses? Generally, that should equal to not vague, concise. Yes, exactly. Conclusive and exact descriptions. Nate, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you kind of feel like if you were in a place where a murder occurred, okay, uh, that you could pretty well describe the dude that committed the murder if you saw, I don't know, him shoot somebody? I'd like to say yes. Now, having said that, because I know the telephone game too well. Ah, yeah. I I think that I would miss some details. And definitely, 
I know that's true because I just um, I just dealt with like a a matter with this guy that fucking pulled a knife out on me and my roommate uh, a year and a half ago, and it was difficult to like recount the in the moment moments. I agree with that. Like even at the time it happened. So I'd like to say that I could. I ask you the same question. Do you think that you like, I don't know. I, and before you answer, I want you to like try to recant to a time frame, hopefully within, you know, s- soon time frame or whatever that uh, you're like, yeah, he was definitely wearing this, this, and this, and this. Or would there be like, it might've been blue. It might've been red. Yeah. The answer to your question is yes. I feel like I could very accurately depict uh, a description of a circumstance that happened and be very clear with the interviewee or interviewer, I should say, uh, that I am unclear on details X, Y, and Z, but details A, B, C are absolutely unsure. Okay. I agree with you. Well, okay. I appreciate that. Because there were definitely details of said incident that I was referring to that I was like, okay, well, for sure, this happened, this happened, and this and this happened. Um, the intricacies of in between that, I could be a little paraphrase. I could be paraphrasing some parts, but he for sure did this. I can show you on me where he did that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, or like, I feel he like was six two. A, a bar crowd. Uh, fucking, he had a like a brown jacket. That type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like descriptive properties. He was I feel black. Like I could do. He was black for sure. He was black. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> he was at whatever color he was. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, you'd be like, yo, like he was that color. Uh, his mustache sucked. He's fucking, you know, like oh yeah, if definitely his looked unkempt. Sucked. Like look, whatever. He ordered oh. one too many shots of Old Crow, which is super weird because we never fucking serve Old Crow, Old Crow here. Yes. Can I can I just point out that you said unkempt with an M, uh, and that is definitely an uh, incorrectly used word as unkept. Thank you for for pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, unkempt. Very well. Thank you. Peace out to Sean Kemp as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. So, however, so, again, I'll just reread that. Naturally, the bar was crowded, and there were a lot of eyewitnesses and who uh, gave a rough dis- uh, description of the killer, but all were vague and inconclusive. However, because of that incident, the police were able to obtain a sample of the bullet casings and identified the weapon used as a Tokarev pen, uh, pistol. I'm going to start calling it a TT30. In the story here, it's a it's called the Tokarev, but it's the TT30. So they got the casings. So, so they're at least piecing things together, even with vague descriptions. On March 18th, 2003, so we went from... February 5th to March 18th. There's 28 days of February, 23, uh, 18, 10, 41 days in between. 
On March 18th, 2003, 41 days. That's a long day. That's a long time. Yeah. Galan went to a park in Arganda del Rey, a place which is virtually free of crime. The time of the crime seemed to be planned since it was at the time of day that the football match between Madrid and Moscow ended. There were fireworks everywhere in order to celebrate Madrid's victory. Galan hid in the dark uh, shadows of the bushes until a Romanian couple, George and Diana Magda, passed by. He left the shadows and immediately shot George in the head. His wife, Diana, cowered as the gun malfunctioned Mm. when it was her turn. However, Galan still managed to shoot her in the head and arm. The couple were left unconscious and the cards, the three and four of cups were left beside their bodies. You guys know what we're going to do now. Looking up the three of cups (laughs) first. Let's take a peek here. Can I just point out the inconsistency of now he's leaving one card for each victim when previously he did not do that? So I wonder, okay, so I, I wonder if there's no consistency with the meanings behind the actual cards and if he's just going through like Ace of spades, king of spades, queen yeah. of spades, jack of spades, ten of spades, nine of spades. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, before this murder, though, I was feeling it was a little bit artful. Right. And it's a little less artful. Right. I just felt like he like he grabbed a suit and he's like, I'm going to just run down the line of yeah. said suit. I'm glad because of my OCD that he didn't go like, oh, God, two of cups. Yeah. Nine of cups. Oh, if he would have jumped around, I would have Seven of Cubs? Oh, God. Like, you know, two of spades. Then you go eight of spades. You're like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Now I'm super confused. I've been confused. (laughs) Okay, so but the three of cups, uh, when it's turned up, it's celebration, friendship, creativity, community. When it's turned around, it's an affair. Three's a crowd. Stifled creativity. I'd argue... That uh, when three's a crowd, creativity becomes a little bit more prevalent. <laughs> Let's look up the four cups. Again, you know, cup half full, cup half, whatever. <laughs> cup half empty. All right. That's it, huh? Uh, okay, so the four cups, upright, meditation, contemplation, apathy, reevaluation. Turned around, boredom, missed opportunity, being aloof. Okay, well, I don't, I just don't think that either of these people embodied these, but I also don't know these people. They could have other things going on. Doesn't sound like he knew him very well. Doesn't sound like he just, he, but also his gun jammed. That had to be stressful. Yeah. Like in that moment, I, I like. She's like, oh, shit. And then the gun fucking... And she, like, tries to run. He's like, oh, my bad. I got it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And he still got her in the head? Oh, yeah. I got it. Managed to shoot her in the head and arm. Man, so that was frantic shooting. So if he... Because everything... Oh, and up the arm. To the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So up to this point, it's been, like, a shot in the eye, head, 
It's all been had. Okay. The people in the square thought that the gunfire came from the, uh, came from the fireworks, but they found the couple lying on the ground minutes after the fireworks ceased. The bullet casings were also nowhere to be seen, and the police assumed that the killer had picked them up before he fled. Mm-mm, he didn't. These are some of the survivors. Though hit with a fatal shot to the head, Diana Magda survived. That's hmm. the wife of that couple. She was initially in an ICU and her condition deemed to be dangerous and unstable. However, she soon recovered. In the early hours, so and it's going, it's, we're going to go through some of the survivors and their stories, and then it's going to go into the investigation. In the early hours of March 7th, 2003, 27-year-old Eduardo Salas and his friend, 29-year-old Anahid Castillo Ruperti, was walking home, passing a deserted street. Galan came out from the dark and pointed the pistol at Salas's head. The gun jammed. Okay, look, at this point, are we cleaning our weapons? Like, <laughs> I know, man. Like, what like are we... If you're, isn't that standard training when you're in yeah, the military? Let's, let's clean our isn't weapons. Number one. March 7th. Hold on. So when did this happen? March 18th. So 11 days before the second, the, the one we just spoke about was George and... Um, Magda. Dewina. Yeah. Magda. Her last oh, name wait, is Magda. Right, yeah. That was the last name. So, but 11 days before that... His gun jammed again. Oh, wait a second. This so 11 second days jam? later, his gun jammed again. So his oh, gun jammed Jesus. in two different... Yeah, so like, how are you not checking your pieces? Making sure... In wait, the early he, hours... He of, what's that, Credo? My gun is my... My gun is what my... What they You know what? I'm gonna, let's look that up. My gun is my... What, my gun is my... Hold on. My gun is my penis. Oh wait, is that is that is that wrong? This is my rifle. Oh, yeah. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I master my life. Without me, it is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. I will fire my rifle true. I must shoot straighter than my enemy who is trying to kill me. I must shoot him before he shoots me. I will. My rifle and myself know what counts in war, not the rounds we fire, the noise of our burst, nor the smoke we make. We know that it is hit that uh, we know that it is hits that count. We will hit. My rifle is human, even as I, because it is my life. Thus I will learn it as a brother, learn its weaknesses, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sights, and its barrel. I will ever guard it against the ravages of weather and damage. I will keep my rifle clean and ready, even as I am clean and ready. We will become part of each other. We will. Before God, I swear this creed. My rifle and myself are the defenders of my country. We are the master of our enemy. We are the saviors of my life. So be it until there is no enemy but peace. Peace. I kind of feel like Alfredo never learned that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Alfredo. You would have just learned the creed. Just figure out that you got to fucking... I kind of feel like that's a failure on the Spanish military's part, right? Uh, no, because he, he wasn't allowed into the military. He wasn't allowed into the actual army. Oh. Remember, he was a peacekeeper. He wanted to be... I thought, I, oh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why his fucking rifle. Maybe the Spanish military does teach him that. 
Well, so, I mean, it obviously worked fine, and then it didn't. So, okay, so Galan, Galan, uh, Galan, excuse me, came out from the dark and pointed the pistol at Solace's head. The gun jammed, and the two supposed victims escaped. In an interview with Salas, he claimed that he saw the killer's face perfectly and described him as a Spanish man who was dark-skinned and tall in height. So, you know, given his best. And looked like a foreman. And looked like a foreman. The investigations into the killer that identified himself with playing cards continued to grow. The, hold on. Before I get into this, just we got to remember, ladies and gents, this is early 2000s, so this is like uh, when technology is definitely taking a jump, a huge jump from the 90s. Like in the 90s alone, you know, you had, uh, I guess the best example I could use is like OJ um, in the sense that forensic studies were still like a work in progress and I mean um, DNA at that point took months right like six months maybe a year right and so early 2000s this is post 9-11 so the world has been shocked um I find it a little shocking that it took I don't I don't know how long it took for them to catch him yet obviously we don't know I'm I'm with you on the same page here but if it took less than six months that's impressive if it took less than a year i get it because it's still early 2000s and as much as uh, technology has shifted there's still like it's kind of like i don't know man there's a lot of wild what there's a lot of wild wild west feel with crimes being committed today yeah that in early 2003 this is 15 years ago man and it's like at that time i felt safe but now that stories come out about things and shit that was going on at that time, you're like, holy fuck. Like, it was still, like, murky. Yeah, 2003 is definitely not modern day. Thank you. There's no question about that in, in my eyes. Right. The investigations, in, uh, the investigations into the killer that identify himself with playing cards continued to grow. The pressure on the Spanish government and the police to produce a result was largely fueled by the media. I mean, for good fucking purpose, I suppose. Like, hey, find the guy, man. There's a fucking serial killer out there throwing. Find the guy. Two, three, four, five, six of cups. Yeah, that's that's find the guy. That's pretty media relevant. The public were starting to panic about the serial killer who was still on the loose, and I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that there was a lot of serial. Like, I don't think of Spain when I think of serial killers. No. The largest clue that the police had so far. Uh, oh, excuse me. Okay. Let me read that differently. The largest clue that the police had so far was the make of the gun used in the murders. The TT, uh, uh, excuse me, the TT 30 is not a common weapon in Spain. So they deduced that the killer was a foreigner. Mm, you're not wrong. Oh, no, man. Or someone. Oh, or someone who had worked abroad. So you're right there. As the other killings had occurred during broad daylight, broad daylight, by the way, there were a number of eyewitnesses who gave a description of the man. 
the identity of the killer, though was confused, as Galan was variously described as having a beard, excuse me, having a beard, cleanly shaven, and having a thick mustache on different occasions and by different witnesses. The picture that you pull up, the first one is he just has a mustache and, you know, he's clean, clean shaven beyond that. Although it was difficult, the police released an announcement to all the witnesses to the killings of the playing card killer to come forward. Descriptions from about 300 people were collected. I bet 289 came from that bar. Yeah. And then collated in an effort to narrow down the real description of the of the killer. Was it... <coughs> As I, he, he's definitely watching the media. He knows that people are after him at this point. Right. I'm wondering how far, how much farther this goes. I think his sensation and what he's feeling in regards to his own ego, based on his want to make a a stamp, just like in our lifetime is being solidified by the media. And that happens way too often. And it's difficult to not have it be a thing because these are very, it's impossible to not have it be a thing because it's a monumental things like the Columbine killers. As long as you don't want to like, we can, uh, you know, say all day, like, Oh, you know, let's not glorify. It's very difficult not to like say the Columbine killers and like, forget, not forget, but not like seek out the names of the people that they killed. That's f- as raw as that is, even for me to say, it's just human nature. And so, yeah, he's for sure getting his rock off, rocks off for this. He's. Do he, you think he's approaching his climax? <coughs> no, not at all. He's ready to go for more. Oh yeah. It's like fucking man, Jesus man, that fucking that guy. Psst, I'm just reading this next part. Watch this. Is his name? Is the next guy's name Jesus? Is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so in an error, and they close the. Uh, okay, as the investigation and uh, continued, Galan tried to kill through uh, kill three more people, and he. Uh, oh my god. As the investigation continued, Galan tried to kill three more people, and he curiously left the two of cups card behind each time. Oh man! So Nate's what is OCD is going crazy oh right now? Oh my god, dude! Like, why would you? No, just no. I have no respect for that decision. Three whatsoever. times in a row, and you leave the same card Mm-mm. after you are already starting to go up. Oh my god! Stop. Yeah. For months, the police had no clear lead. Uh, to the identity of the killer who had left playing cars on his victims' bodies. The psychiatrist who later analyzed Galan assumed that he was frustrated that the police were so incompetent in finding him (laughs) and that they didn't even come close to capturing him. On July 3rd, 2003, Galan surrendered himself to the police. What? Let me read... The psychiatrist who later analyzed Galan assumed that he was frustrated that the police, he was frustrated that the police were so incompetent in finding him and and that they didn't even come close to capturing him. 
So he was like, yo, what the fuck, man? I'm leaving all these cards and no one can find me still. So July 3rd, 2003, Galan surrounded himself to the police. July 3rd. Keep that in mind. Let's go back to the first killing. January 24th. Uh, let's just go from February 1st up to July 1st. So that's 28. How many days are in March? 30. 58. How many days are in April? Uh, 27 and a half. Right. So that's not real. <laughs> oh, wait. Days between. Hold on. I got you right here. Okay. I got you right 30. here. So start date is January. Let's make sure. January 24th. Alexa. How many? Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck, I don't got my Alexa down here. July 3rd. A hundred and sixty days. Okay. So it took hundred and sixty days and he's the one that like closed the case on himself. Wow. Yeah. When I kind of feel like he could have just kept shooting people uh, this is direct quote, straight in the head. Straight in the head. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think that I mean they obviously weren't like even they weren't even close and the folks that were Describing who he was, were doing terrible with their fucking descriptions. <laughs> so I don't, you know, just, this guy. I'm, I'm being, I'm being serious when I say it. Like I, th- I just find it really, I, uh, it just bad police work. That sounds like just garbage police work. Garbage. I mean, just, it, 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 and also like, like a lot of folks that just don't notice a guy that's like he's six two. I think he's like he's a he's like a. <laughs> Taller dude, like, like you notice. Everybody knows is a six-two guy. I mean, it's just it's just natural instinct. I know that because my brothers are both tall motherfuckers. Sure, they're the first people to get noticed as soon as we walk in. Right, no matter where we go. And then to have three hundred different, uh, you know, eyewitness reviews. Yo, man, figure it out. Probably one. He's using a, a Soviet pistol. Yeah, man. There's not a whole lot of people that could that must have. I mean, this now, is not the I'll, U.S. I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Their de- uh, uh, their deduction of saying like either someone that's a foreigner or someone that's gone travel abroad. Okay, that's a that's a I can float with that deduction because like okay, well the, the TT thirty is not fucking you know normal here. So all right, I get that. But it's not the U.S. Like there can't be a whole lot of Spanish people that love TT thirties, right? There can't be a whole lot of them at all, man. <laughs> so what? Also, um, okay. So when he went to the police station, Galan, who was intoxicated, like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it just rolled in. All right, look. I've been okay. I've been <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I can't been drinking. Hi. You're playing card, Kelly. <laughs> One class, two class, three class, rock. Four class, five class, seven class, rock. It's me. That's me. And... 
you guys bathroom? One cup, two cup, three cup. Sir. You reek, sir. And if I get when I woke up in the morning, I said, do I kill someone? I've got to get a little bit of uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, Puerto Rican accent from... From that? Is, is a little bit coming to... Maybe not. Yeah, a little bit. So he, when he went to the police station, Galan, who was intoxicated, claimed to be the playing card killer. Thanks, media, for giving them that. However, he was dismissed... Okay. <laughs> If he kills somebody else, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, however, he was dismissed by the officers thinking that he was one of the usual drunks of the neighborhood who was aiming to annoy them. Okay, look, can we someone please get him out? Because fucking no, no, I got it. One a cup, two a cup, three a cup. Yeah, no, no, I see your cards here. I know that this one has blood on it. I get it, but just get out of our. I, I, it was me. It was me. You look at me. You ain't gonna look at me. You can't can't touch on me. Can't look at me. I have a TT30. A tocare pistol, man. I don't know why he just went super Cuban. Like, just super Scarface. I don't know why I have a TT30, man. Okay, someone escort him, please, fucking out, because in this skit, still, we all have regular accents, except for him. I don't know. Hold on. Galan came back a few hours after. <laughs> no. When he was quite sober. Okay. Pulled together. Alfredo. Well, if he's that drug, I don't know if he's that sober. I know. Sober. Like, Alfredo, pull together. Pull together. Pull it together. Okay. All you got to do, don't show him your cards, because that's crazy. Oh, shit. Was that a pun right there? Oh, it was, and yes. I didn't want it to be. Thank you. Don't show him your cards, Alfredo. Don't show him your cards, Alfredo. Don't show him your cards. You're better than that. <coughs> and be sober. Be a sober. Be a sober. One a cup, two a cup, three a cup. You want to see my gun, man? <laughs> and my gun is my dick. Okay, sir, please get back out. Please leave again. God damn it. Galan came back a few hours after when he was quite sober and again confessed to killing people using a TT-30 and leaving a card by their side. This time around, the police gradually came to believe that he indeed was a serial killer. Well done. Okay. You know what? Rick... Fuck you, first off. You don't make coffee right. But yeah, come over here. Yeah, we're gonna No, just sit down. We'll, I get it. You're the, the serial card yeah. killer. Yeah, I get it. You're the playing card. I believe kid. you. No, I, I I believe you. I don't all you know what, Rick? I told you I don't believe him the first time he fucking came in here. And you keep talking about me and my fucking family. I know my cousin has a problem. I know he has a fucking problem. Yeah, no, just sit over here. No, just sit right here. Just right here. I don't know if I should leave. Like, do you guys have a problem? You can... No, I said to sit right here. Rick, I fucking am so serious. I am so serious. <sighs> yeah, no, just sit right here. We'll be to you in a second. This time around, the police gradually came to believe that he indeed was a serial killer. When, a- when asked about one small detail of the crimes that the police hid from the public. Okay, good. To be able to verify his identity, he answered that there was an ink blot. 
at the back of each card. He was correct. During his, uh, during his trials, Galan confessed to killing six people and injuring three. He said that he wanted to feel what it was like to kill. He also eerily confessed that he wanted to be polite before he killed his victims. He would say hello and request the person to kneel. Jesus. Just execution style. According to Galan, politeness was very important. Mm. Yeah. Okay. However, in some days of the trial, he changed his statements quite unconvincingly, saying that he wasn't the killer. What? That's a that's a really confusing mind to me. You gave yourself up. Did you realize in the cell, like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Like, bro, I fucking drank too much last I night. I should not have did that. Ooh, so are you the are you the playing guard killer, fool? <laughs> <laughs> Now he's hey fool, <laughs> hey fool. His cellmate's mixing. Yeah, hey fool. Fools around here are telling, <laughs> are saying, are saying that you fucking walked up in the station, fool. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I regret it right now. Right now, I regret it because I have three hot pockets <laughs> waiting for me at home. Hemorrhages, and. All I have here is cr- are green beans and I think it's veal. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, I think it's veal. It's veal full. It's veal full. That's fucking crazy. Eh? I would not have fucking gave myself up. I just would have used an ace of bowls <laughs> instead. Eh? I would have went into a different utensil or part of silver or ace of forks full. Kept using cups full. You're right, Manuel. <laughs> my newfound friend. Oh, my God. He said that he wanted to feel like what it was like to kill. He also eerily confessed that he wanted to be polite. Before he killed his victims, he would say hello and request the person to kneel. According to Galan, politeness was very important. However, in some days of the trial, he changed his statements quite unconvincingly, saying that he wasn't the killer. He claimed that a Nazi soldier threatened to kill his sisters. Ugh. If Galan did not admit to the crime, that's not real. The judge, however, did not accept this excuse because it's not real. Yeah, it's just... that's so. You know, a Nazi soldier threatened my. Come on, bro. This is two thousand three. <laughs> Donald did Trump you just didn't hear even the fucking he was right? Even did, in the military. Yeah, did, did you just hear a, it was two a Nazi soldier? So that's assuming that there are Nazi soldiers. In Spain. That's still... Okay, look. Also, wait. Fucking no. There are no fucking Nazi soldiers. There, there aren't any. Let's look at the exist. time. When did uh, World War II end? I think it was 1946. Excuse me. Oh, ended... Four days ago, uh, 18, um, 55. Carry the one. Uh, 55 plus 18, 10. Uh, sept, uh, four days ago, 83 years ago. No, 63 years ago in 1945. 73 years ago. Excuse me. September 2nd, 1945. Okay. 
Wait, also, just really quick, weird. World War II was from September 1st, 1939 to September 2nd, 1945. Not sure what was in the air in fall. Thanks, Phil Collins. Fuck you. <laughs> um, that's a really weird thing to say. He claimed that a Nazi soldier threatened to kill his sisters if Galan did not admit to the killings. <laughs> the judge, however, did not accept the excuse. Alfredo Galan was charged with six counts of murder. This is where, about where we wrap up, ladies and gentlemen. Number six. Alfredo so. Galan was charged with six counts of murder and three counts of inflicting grave injury. He was sentenced to serve 142 years in prison. Very specific number. A number of psychiatrists and evaluators evaluators were very interested in Galan's case, and, and uh, excuse me, an analysis of his behavior long after his murders indicated that joining the army made Galan feel important. Okay. However, he felt that he hadn't proven himself enough when he was sent back to clean up an oil spill without ever having used a gun at war. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, get over it. Finish up your fucking time, and you can play with guns after. But, I mean, mo- most importantly, I think the lesson to be learned I'm being here, serious. I'm not even fucking being funny about it. Well, I mean, you were in the military. I guess you can relate to just that. Just figure the shit out, bro. But but most importantly, don't ever trust your, your, your class president. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's the lesson we all need to learn here. I think that ultimately what we need to... I, I, it's a it's a proven statistic. Twenty percent of class presidents. It's murder. a proven statistic that one percent of your class presidents. No, that's uh, yeah. But also, like, there's okay. In reading about all serial killers in general, I feel beyond like the big heavy hitters like like Ted Bundy, um, uh, Ted or Ed Gein. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Um, I mean, I'm you know you guys know what I'm talking about. There's certain aspects that they present as they're growing up, i.e., killing animals as they're growing up, ex- uh, exhibit introvert behavior, um, are class destructive presidents. <laughs> class presidents, class clowns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Wayne Gacy literally was a clown. Um, oh yeah. The dub the killer clown. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, I think we fail to realize, and I mean, we're kind of getting deep into this before the end of it because that's, this is the end of it, it's about the part where, you know, I start to really dig deep, but I think it's very difficult to just, just watch, you know, people around you if they're, if they're uh, getting weird or something, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, I, I've definitely had uh, people in my life where I've even been like, yo man, this guy's feeling the tilt, you know, like you, you know, you think that something might be going down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And um, there's a lot of people that kill and there's a lot of serial killers that are doing serial killer shit on gang level shit. That's a good point. Like killing people on a, on like guys have, and it's mostly guys because men, we just are more, we just have testosterone and testosterone is a hell of a drug. Um, and there are folks that are out there that have 20 bodies under their belt and no one knows who they are. And it's just because they, 
don't leave fucking playing cards behind and they don't need <laughs> they don't need they don't need that uh they don't need that uh rec- recognition they just are doing what the fuck they're doing they don't need to fucking bury dead kids bodies under their fucking basement i mean that's that's a good question though i mean is it is is a murder victim uh and and a murderer the same thing if it's if it's an unsuspecting victim versus i don't know a victim of gang or drug violence is it the same thing yes I, my in yeah. my, my opinion, and Me I don't want, I don't want to argue opinions, but I in my no opinion, no I mean I I share that opinion as well. I was, I I, I th- yeah I think I absolutely think so. I think uh, I mean Whitey Bulger is one of the he's killed. I mean he's up there with right. He's in the ranks of, of right. some of the the most murders ever occurred by a person right and. and you know, it's I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it, and it's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's is it, is is that the same thing? Is it? it it's for it some reason oddly. It's, I like it's that a you say unsuspecting victim. I like that you say unsuspecting victim. Continue with that though. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I just I was just saying that it's it's it 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 seems a little different. I mean, he he might have been kill, killing criminals in a lot of cases, but. But isn't he a criminal? Like, I mean, is there a Robin Hood aspect? Like, and we obviously, I feel like I'm not going to get into the Robin Hood thing as far as like the deep psychology of why that fucking story was even made and how people fucking grasp onto that and think that they're like Pancho Villa is like the Robin Hood. No, man, Pancho Villa fucking sucked. And he killed way, like killed so many people, like so many fucking people. And like, is he not a serial killer? That's a great question. That's that's pretty. So we love Jeffrey Dahmer there. into there because he just happened to fucking have, and this is terrible still, that he happened to have bodies inside of a fucking in, in his fridge, but you know Pancho Villa is revered. I don't know. You know, there's like a there's a certain uh, disconnect, and I'm kind of getting passionate about it right now because it it fucks with me, because I've this guy didn't grow up beyond his mother dying at 10 i knew this guy that his mom died when we were like seven years old it was like we were like second grade it was like the I first mean, week cool, of second grade dude he used to fuck with derek all the time yeah. man fuck with derek's dog but he you know that kid didn't fucking turn out like weird i mean i don't know what he's doing he might be Are you i don't about know derek i have or? no idea yeah i don't know i don't know but <laughs> yeah derek but also cool. my point that i'm making is that um there's a i don't know there's a there's a weird way to We just look at guys like Lucky Luciano as like a mob boss and not a mob serial killer, psycho, maniac. They're both murderers, but right. there is a bit of a sliding scale there. I mean, how I feel like there's a bit of a sliding scale. Because of just the same their, way because as if you their... kill somebody as a result of, of protecting your family, it's a different thing than 100%. killing somebody. As a crime of passion, right? Hundred percent. That's a sliding scale, just the same way that I don't know somebody Alfredo Galan killing uh, two people in the in their head, as compared to Lucky Luciano taking out four people with his Tommy gun, killing them in their head as opposed to killing them in their body. <laughs> well, what's a, okay? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. All right. Either way, that was a good. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, I mean, what I'm saying is that it's a bit of a gradient, but it's not like... Right. I mean... 
Right. No, I totally if get what you're, you're a, saying. If you're a murderer, you're a murderer. Right. And you're guilty of the crime of murder. So it's the, okay. So just to kind of put a bow on this, because we're doing what we would do at the end. Also, we're gonna uh, interview you here shortly. But um, is serial killer a contrived fucking thing to give people like as far as a title? Or should just people just be like, are they murderers and they're just murderers? Are, is serial killers just should should serial killers just be like it literally at definition base like they killed people in a serial manner like one two three four five type type, type of thing for the purpose of killing. Got it. Okay. And, and experiencing the experience of killing somebody. <laughs> so Lucky Luciano's a serial killer. I, I think he has a bit of a serial killer. Vibe to him, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree totally. I, I just know that he's not considered a serial killer. He's not like if there's serial killer lists, there's no mob dude uh-huh, on, on that, that list. list. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I absolutely understand that. Yeah. So why not? And I, I don't want to get. I don't, I, I don't want to expand too far into that. I want the listeners. I want you guys to like kind of fucking go into that and maybe talk with your friends about it because that's absolutely a conversation that is like, yo, man, do you know? Like after listening to this, being like, yo, man, do, like just is like fucking water cooler talk. Have you ever thought about like Al Capone not being considered a ser- like one of the top ten serial killers? I feel like Al Capone probably put himself in a position or two. Where he got the opportunity to kill somebody, sure, for the purpose of killing him, right? So I kind of feel like, yeah, he he might deserve to be. It might be fitting that he's in that that category. I feel like Al Capone is, or excuse me, I feel like Lucky, Lucky Luciano, Luciano more than. More I feel than like Capone, Lucky Luciano is far more dangerous than Jeffrey Dahmer. I feel like Lucky Luciano is far more dangerous than Ed Gein. I feel like Lucky Luciano is far more dangerous than John Wayne Gacy. I feel like Lucky Luciano is far more dangerous than Alfredo Galan. I feel like Lucky Luciano is far more dangerous than um, uh, the dude that did the Virginia Tech joints. Okay. If, if you're talking about danger in, in a physical sense, I think, yes, that's the case. But if you're talking I don't know, about I, I don't know how, in, in, comparison, in comparison to body stature of Alfredo Galan to Lucky Luciano, I'm sure that Alfredo Galan was bigger than him. I'm talking about, I'm talking about dangerous in the sense of, like, snap, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like there's a totally different kind of danger when it comes to... Putting people in your fridge? Well, no, no, society. To to fear, uh, exposing you know communities to fear. Got it. I, f- I feel like that's one of the most dangerous things there is, which is exactly why politics can be such a dangerous game. Exposing a community to fear is 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 very very powerful, more powerful I would say than any threat of physical violence. Okay. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like that's a ta- I was going to say, well, I feel like that's a tangent. Total tangent. On what we're talking about. And I, I, you know, you and I can go keep going. This is why this fucking episode is going to have to go another one at some point. We're going to do another one. I'm telling you guys right now we're doing another one. Um, but ultimately, I think that the ultimate conversation that I'm uh, that I'm feeling is what is... Like truly, like what is a serial killer? Like true crimes. Like there was those people, the the two uh, folks that um, buried their kid. Just you know, mm. just there, there are the Cleveland Strangler. 
uh, that happened recently. Um, and that guy just seemed demented. You know, that guy could have been taken out by Lucky Luciano. And I'm only using Lucky Luciano as an example. There are plenty down the line. I feel like Lucky Luciano is a good example for that, though. Yeah, so, like, I'm just using he, him. He's definitely a psycho. He's definitely. Psycho. Psycho, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, over 40 people that he's killed. Like, a lot of people. I mean, I'm putting a number, but a lot of people, like, I don't know if it's 40, but it's a lot of people, like, over 10, I know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he definitely wasn't doing the same shit that the Cleveland Strangler, the, the Lucky Luciani was fucking, like, sleeping in suites and shit. The Cleveland Strangler was sleeping in his fucking dirty-ass Cleveland-ass house, um, and not the same thing about Cleveland, uh, but his dirty-ass Cleveland-ass house with fucking <laughs> bodies rotting around him, like, just smelling, like, that, that's not something Lucky would do. He would just kill people and be like, yeah, they can figure it out. I'm out. Yeah. That's fucking gnarly to me to think about that he's not considered a serial killer. Anyway, all right. Back to Alfredo Galan. That was dope, bro. Thank you for that fucking interaction right there. That got me fucking going. All right. A number of psychiatrists and evaluators were very interested in Galan's case. An analysis of his behavior long after his murders indicated that joining the army made Galan feel important. However, he felt that he hadn't proven himself enough when he was sent back to clean up an oil spill without ever having used a gun of war. Okay. He was, the psychiatrist concluded, disappointed with where his life went. He felt discarded, no pun intended, by the world as he felt that <laughs> <laughs> he felt discarded by the world as he felt that society had mistreated him from a young age, throughout his time in the army, and then to his current life. This led him to the notion of punishing society by targeting random people. During the course of the killings, he was starting to gain the attention that he wanted and lived for a goal. The goal was to be a killer with a label, something that would make him feel more significant. He did indeed make a name for himself as he is still known as Spain's playing card killer. Episode 46 is in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Again, my name is Nate Chacon III. This is Short Story Bingo. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. Thank you so much for running through that with us. My esteemed co-host, Jazz, thank you so much for uh, being here with me on this one. Man, I couldn't <clears throat> I couldn't be more impressed with the, uh, y- your pronunciation of, of, of the Spanish names, bro. You did fuck and and hey, <laughs> that that Cuban accent psh, is nailed it. Second to none, man. Also nailed it. Thank you for having me, bro. It's it's uh, I look forward to many many more episodes. We're gonna do one that's not a serial killer. We're gonna do a regular ass story. That'll be fun too. I hope I can. Uh, I hope in the next episode I can make it as good as that episode uh, w- with the um, across the building when they're seeing the, seeing the figure in the window. Oh, with Rhyme Time. Oh, my good Lord. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Go check that one out, by the way. I think it's like episode 25 or something like that. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, with Rhyme Time. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But yeah, we we got to do this again, bro. Yeah, for sure. Um, Man, we just went through a lot of uh, conversation on that, on the serial killer thing. Like That just really bogs my mind. With that being said, I'm going to put a bow on this, and we're going to throw it away really quick. But before we do throw it away, make sure to check out... Uh, the Instagram 
at short story bingo also on facebook at or i mean you could put the at sign in the search uh at short story bingo as well um that's still being constructed and put into the best platform it can be um and if you have any stories that you'd like for me to read or even you know what i'm expanding it out to chapters of books um please send them to short story bingo at gmail.com there is a spinoff coming off, uh, coming soon, um, and I want to say the name, but I can't yet. Just know that it's going to be very comedic and it's going to be very fun, um, but it's also going to be on the same network as Short Story Bingo is, so shortstorybingo.podbean.com. There's going to be another show that I'm going to be starting up. Um, probably going to have three shows total, but uh, this next show uh, might have to do with... Um, Oh, goodness. What do I... This might be some, like... It, it has to do with, like, reviews. So that's where I'll leave it. Um, and it's going to be fun. So it's going to be super fun. And that I'm, I'm hoping to have that uh, show started um, within the next four weeks. So within a month from now, um, you're going to be hearing the first show of... And I'll say the name <laughs> one week before it's announced. So in the next three weeks, keep tuning in um, and I'll keep dropping hints on uh, what the new show is going to be. It's going to be really fun. We're going to have some fun hosts, um, along, a guest host along with myself. So with that being said, episode 46, short story bingo, Bo's put onto it, Alfredo Galan, uh, peace to the victims. That's unfortunate in their families. And uh, Mr. Mr. Magda, yeah, never want to. I, I don't ever uh, take solace in uh, you know uh, making fun of them. Uh, just very difficult situation for them. Um, I, I would hate if if somebody somebody pulled my card and didn't, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> didn't show me the respect I deserve. So at all. So having said that, Jazz, yo man, um, I want to give my audience an idea of you know who you are a little bit, and you know what uh, Below the Flow is doing. I know that you make your own music, so on and so forth. Let's start with this. As of right now, September 6, 2018, I know you have some projects going on, and I know you have some ventures that you're doing. Can you give us an idea of where you're at? Spare the links right now. We'll do that right at the end. But Definitely. what you're doing, what are you doing? What are you doing, and why are you doing it? Right now, we're focusing on the second, basically the second season of Below the Flow. Uh, I, I had to take a summer break. I, I had to, I had a little trip to Mill Hollow. I had to take a few months off. So below, below the flow took a little pause, but now we're right back in effect. Once football season starts, we get back right into it. So we're looking at below the flow season two. Uh, and by the way, for those that, that aren't familiar, uh, below the flow is a podcast focused on hip hop. Uh, something, uh, Nate and I, uh, connected on, when we were a little bit younger and uh, continue to uh, connect on. It's definitely, uh, we're, we're both MCs. I'm a producer, and uh, uh, our podcast, Below the Flow, focuses on hip-hop. We take an album uh, every week. We review it. We discuss it. Myself, my name is Jazz, uh, in case uh, I haven't said that recently. <laughs> my name is Jazz. Uh, we got my boy Bora and my guy Identities. Uh, we, we discuss hip-hop albums we review, um, and we're talking everything from classic hip hop to to current, and uh, and we we play games, we have fun, we joke around, and and uh, we're focused on season two of that. Outside of that, man, I'm I'm 
I'm a little outside of the music game, but I've been working on my own personal projects, um, and I've got some stuff uh, coming soon. Um, and uh, I, I hear that uh, yourself and identities hopefully are uh, working on uh, maybe a little bit of music yourselves, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, I hope, I hope yep, yes, we are. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, with Below the Flow, do you think like how you guys have been approaching the albums have been genuine to the albums and genuine to the artists that have been putting in and the producers that have been putting in or, and I'm, I'm saying this because the audience that I were, uh, that I'm procrastinating or excuse me, projecting to and broadcasting to, um, to give honest reviews on, on these albums. I know the R episode, I did my best and I know that you all did your best and from the episodes that I've listened to, I can answer my own question with this, but I want your personal opinion on what your approach is for each album review. That's an important question to ask in the perspective of our podcast because the most valuable thing about our podcast is that each of our individual selves shares our passionate opinion separately. We don't we don't have a collective opinion. We, we, we at the end of the episode we rate the album and and we we've got a little uh, rating scale that we, we've got going on but uh, I think to answer your question it is really important for us to review the album from our own perspectives and share that perspective so for me I kind of take a perspective from a producer and an MC because I've you know, as long as I've made music, I've I've kind of been both, right? Right. Um, I also have Bora on the cast with us, who's <laughs> simply a producer, and he'll 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 even tell you he doesn't he doesn't listen to the he doesn't listen to lyrics, so he has a unique perspective of his own. And we've got identities who's who's an MC strictly. He doesn't Absolutely. produce. Absolutely. Yep. So I think to respond to your question, you get a balanced response to each album that we that we review um, because. Myself, as an engineer, a producer, and an MC, has a unique perspective. Bora's got a, a unique perspective as a, as a producer, and also Identities has a unique perspective. And all of us have a, a, a little bit different taste. So there's sometimes a clash and sometimes a, a vibe of, of opinion together. And, you know, we're a little older. So, you know, we, we, we are familiar with the older stuff, and we also appreciate a lot of the newer stuff. So... Um, I think to respond to your question, you get, you get a balanced a balanced review of the albums. Nice, perfect. Um, and th- that's what I felt when I was on the episode, like because I know I th- I thought that I was doing like a fucking book review, like I like uh, like a like it was an assignment, and I I took it as serious as possible. And you guys did the fucking same thing, and like it, so that was like really refreshing to me about how serious you guys took that uh, we were vibing too bro like that, also that, yeah that no, episode, also, we, we definitely caught a vibe well also because like as whatever i brought to the table you know what i'm saying because i happen to be your guys's guest you're like well what's nate gonna bring to the table or whatever whatever um i'm glad that we were able to vibe and you know work off of all of our tastes and interests and it just continued to um, flow as it were um with your music, uh, 
where do you like I I do you have a do you have a site for your music and so on and so forth? Or like I know from what so I asked that because from and I'm just talking to you across the table at this point. Um, I know how talented you are. We've rocked a show together. Um, are you are like are you like exploring how to like create music a little bit more, even if it's just for you know your uh, you know your con- connects and contacts and so on and so forth. And um, how is that moving forward? The answer to that question is yes. I'm always exploring different different musical vibes and, and, and ways of creating music. Am I putting it out there? Currently, no. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I've got some things that I'm working on with, I don't know, with me, I know that I got we we're supposed to be have like right. three songs done already. Right. So um I, I only asked that I don't mean to put you on the spot super hard like that, but I just wanted to make sure that folks like definitely integrated in, and 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 understand that uh jazz here is uh beyond um you know, being an awesome guest on Short Story Bingo is also a producer who makes incredible beats and a songwriter who um, can make an incredible song. I appreciate that, man, because I I don't I don't uh, advertise myself as such. Sure, uh, I, I'm more of and always have been somebody behind the scenes that doesn't necessarily put his name on things. Yeah, well, with a beautiful and, and, voice and like continue. yours that comes across in a in a in a uh, radio platform, uh, sure, you, bingo. you do like fucking it. excellent, sir. <laughs> yeah, you made the cut, sir. You made the cut. Um, Jazz, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Is there anything that you want to like leave these folks with? Some of some uh, just hit them with some more tags, hit them with some more uh, links and contacts so that uh, folks can get in contact with you after hearing this fucking dope ass episode. Of course, check us out at B-E-L-O, the F-L-O dot com. That's uh, same Instagram and Twitter. Get at us. Send us some messages. Let's let's uh, let's chat a little bit. Follow us. Listen. Check us out. Bomb. Episode 46 is in the books. My name is Nate Chacon the third. Uh, the song that we're going to close out with is a song that I made last week um, in lieu of episode 46 because it was my birthday last Monday. So say happy birthday to me. I I appreciate that shit. Um, short happy story bingo birthday at to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nate. My birthday was last week too, so. Was it? Which day? <laughs> At which day was it? 24th. The 24th? Well, two, a week and a half. Of August. Okay. So happy birthday to you too, Jess. All right. Um, anyway, so yeah, I released a song uh, that was a quick freestyle to get the strap that was released by 50 Cent, Uncle Murda, and Takashi Sakine. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the song that's going to be playing at the end of this. So... You can check that out on my SoundCloud at uh, soundcloud.com backslash synchro nice, which is S Y N C R O N I C E. So, then uh, hope you guys had fun. I know I did. Jazz, did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. You're funny. You're a funny man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Alfredo Galan, fuck you. That's exactly what I was going to say. 
Episode 46 in the books. Short story being a peace. Spare fingers. Yes. Yeah. We'll make this quick. In and out. You know what I'm saying? We vibing. We vibing. Let's spar. Huh? Yeah. Let's spar. Could be no grimes. Yo, the fuck I care. I breathe air with a hooligan stare. Speak King's English when needed, but jive when business prepares. Huh. Isn't this fair? I think not a keep vibing. Darth Father, Blaze Rock is Lillard and Harden. I'm hired. Huh. Higher than a soul lift. Coach tips approach this with ease. Four fists we squeeze. Four clips they breeze. Through hands, Drew breeze. Poor man's he bleeds. More cans to seize. I'm cooking, huh? Cause a riot with these armoire bars. Armed with scars. Throw farther, Uncle Rico star. Bring those hard bricks. Flip back to the park. Salute stripes and stars. Go cap, get ours. Neil. Armstrong with the moon in sight. Behoove yourself. Bring Uzis with the tools to write. Move in the coop. Oozing out the brain with news to sight. The who's who are who's with the Grinch. Plight. I'm mad, huh? but don't let that distract no fad JJ would be sad, supersonic, huh? Seattle fans Could be no grimes, these feeble guys can't see the prize Different size, giant the Andre with peeled eyes, huh? Key and peel type of signs, I'm fine Grow a spine, feed us bitches, it's Valentine's Day aligned Massacres happen, what's cracking, we blasting If you not, quit asking, these flesh rippers, no patches Adams, family united, truly inspired Squealing out tires down State Street, feeling the fire in the cold I perspire, that's not even a bar It's just a Yeti, no time to retire, I'm that far Huh, let's spar We here Yeah, huh, let's spar We here Yeah Huh, let's spar we Yeah here. Huh, let's spar We here Gabino Grimes, yeah Huh, let's spar I'm that far In the building I'm that far In the building Yeah I'm that far I'm that, yeah. What's cracking? We blasting if not, yeah. Let's bar. Let's bar.